Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Your book's journey isn't over after it's been launched. Nope, it's got a whole lifetime ahead of itself. And so while I'm leading you through writing and launching a best-selling book, I'm also showing you how to make that book work for you for the rest of your career and your life. Welcome to Launch Your Book with Anna David. Hi there, this is Anna David, and I am scared to tell you something, so I'm just going to bust out with it, and that is that I'm thinking of changing the name of the podcast again. And I'm thinking of changing it to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy. Now, if you hate it, remember, we all hate change, and I don't want that to alienate anybody who does not define themselves as an entrepreneur. However, I would like to point out that even when I was just writing books and that was my career, I was still an entrepreneur. I just was one who wasn't getting paid very well. So an entrepreneur who is also an author, sometimes called an authorpreneur, is simply somebody in my mind who would like to uh, be paid and not have the work uh, be done essentially for free. So that is my, that is my, I'm, I'm getting used to this name. That's why I didn't bust out with the name. Um, but I'm, you know, bringing it in slowly to the crazy fact that I'm thinking of changing the name again. And today I'm going to answer the question, how do I set up a reading? And I think this is something that is often people think that they have to be traditionally published in order to have a reading at a bookstore or anywhere else. And that is simply not true. Now, I got this question from Missy McAfee, and she is on Instagram at McAfee97. That's M-C-A-F as in Frank E-E-97. Go show her some love by following her. And her question is about she's going to Paris in March, and she wanted to figure out a way to set up a book signing there. Now, I so I figured I would answer this question, not Paris specific, but just how do you arrange a reading anywhere? And so the number one best thing to do is think about it from the bookstore's perspective. What does a bookstore want? A bookstore wants to sell books. Now, if they are hosting an unknown writer, they may not, they may look at it like, well, we're not very likely to sell books. So what do you do? You bring in another writer, if that's possible. I'll tell you in Los Angeles, at least pre-COVID and a little bit in COVID 2.0, there are fabulous events every night. So this is when bookstores were doing in person. And obviously, a lot of bookstores are doing the events in person again. But with a reading, you were competing with premieres and dinners and fabulous parties. And so, and plus, uh, readings are often at seven o'clock on a weekday. And so you were asking people to bear rush hour traffic, which is like asking people to give up their firstborn. So that's why it was really hard to get people there. And the catch 22 horrible fact is that a lot of 
people, i.e. your friends, are going to come to the reading and not buy the book. And that's what the bookstore wants. And that's what you want. And it sucks because you're like so grateful they came. And then you're thinking as you hug them and thank them for coming, am I really not fucking worth $19.95 to you? Is that the case? But you can't say anything to them. But bookstores know this. And that is why they like to book celebrities, certainly in LA, because they know that fans are more likely to buy books than friends, which is just a sad reality. So what can you do if you're not a celebrity? Most of us are not. You can try to get a well-known person to host the event with you and bill it as the two of you, quote, in conversation. Now, obviously, this is easier said than done. This well-known person does not have to be a celebrity, but it is going to be an easier sell to the bookstore if they are. I was I was able to do that with uh, my friend Jeff Garland um, for a virtual book soup event, but you know, I've lived in LA since the 90s and I'm horrible at befriending celebrities and that's been, you know, to my chagrin as everybody seems to be like best friends with Drew Barrymore and they can help she can help get their movie made and Reese Witherspoon's picking it for the book club. Not my case. So Jeff is probably my only um, celebrity friend I could ask to do that. So before I got to know him, I, you know, I've done this with Lisa Smith, author of Girl Walks Out of a Bar. I did it with Rachel Kramer Bustle at, um, Borders, rest in peace, um, uh, in New York. So, you know, two uh, authors who may not be famous are twice are going to bring in twice the number of people, ideally. So that being said, if it's your first book, you may well bring a crowd for the release of Party Girl, the book soup event. I probably had 100 people for the, uh, did I call it the premiere? Uh, for the release of my second book, I probably had 40 people. Third book, I had 20, you know. Um, and, and, you know, last book, I was paying people to go probably. So so just know that uh, that people are more excited for your first book than they are for your sixth. And so it's actually ironically easier to get them to show up then. However, you can ask people to make a commitment to show up. And I know it's weird to say, uh, can you promise me you're going to come? But if you explain, look, I think this my arrangement with this bookstore hinges on me getting people there. It would mean so much to me if you could just tell me you're going to show up and show up. Now, another way to get people there is make it a something they want to go to. The truth of the matter is it's boring as fuck to listen to someone read a book. I mean, David Sedaris, that's entertaining. I once went to a Nick Hornby reading. He was really entertaining. Most of the time, it's not, it's boring to listen to someone read a book. And that's why those in conversation with events can be great. But how can you make it more interesting? I once hosted a virtual book event where I allowed people to pitch their book ideas to me and the fellow you know, friends that I had there. But maybe you can ask a comedian friend to tell jokes before. Uh, maybe you can make up a song about your friends, print up the chorus, hand it out to them and lead them through a rendition. I don't know what it is, but try to think of something um, that can make people want to be there. And then pull out all stops with the promo boost, the Facebook post. Remember that, you know, only 1% of people see what we're posting or whatever the numbers are. So don't be afraid to just keep reposting. So here's an important thing, however, you do not need to host your book reading at a bookstore. You can have it literally anywhere. You could have it at a restaurant, at a coffee shop, at a friend's house, on a street corner, truly. 
you might get in trouble for that one, but whatever. Um, if it's a restaurant, consider pitching them um, something during off hours, like Tuesday at three o'clock or, you know, whatever it is, or, or paying for a certain amount of food or arranging to have media there. Now, here is the thing. If you are going to a town, author holding a reading is not that newsworthy. Sometimes it is. If you are from a smaller town and you are returning to that smaller town, that is a news story. But this is my friend Ryan Hampton, friend of the show, friend of the person speaking, Ryan Hampton, told me that if you are going to a place and you want to get media attention, no one cares about an author coming to town, but they do care about that author going and speaking to a school. And that's a way to uh, work in the fact that you are also going to be doing a reading and getting people there. So if your book is about um, addiction, which a lot of people who listen to this show and, and contact me, th th their books are about that, perhaps, and you're going to Boise, Idaho, perhaps you could reach out to schools there and say, I'd be, I'd love to come and speak to your students. All I ask in return is that you uh, arrange to have media there. Now, I don't know if this works. That's what Ryan told me. So um, you're, of course going to have to arrange for your books to be sold. Now, um, sometimes local bookstores will send somebody there to sell the books, and that's dreamy because the books that are sold count towards the book sales and then of that store, and then they if they report to the list, then it's counting towards bestseller list. The whole thing at Book Soup was if you could sell 100 books at your reading, you could hit the LA Times bestseller list because Book Soup reports to the list. I, I apparently, I didn't make the LA Times list, so I know that not all 100 people bought the book. God damn it. But in this day and age, it's very, uh, it, it's probably easier for you to just buy the books and sell them yourself. And there's nothing wrong with making a profit. Um, if you are traditionally published, you have, the only way I know how to get my traditionally published books is to buy them from Amazon at full price. But if you are self-published or hybrid published and you have access to your back end, uh, you can buy author copies, which are a fraction of the price and then sell them for whatever the hell you want to sell them for. You could also hold an event where you, you sell tickets ahead of time and included in the ticket price is the book. And you can do that with another author. So, so Misty, I understand that I didn't really give Paris specific tips. Uh, and But I really do think, think about it. I'm sure you are très popular, but if you don't have a uh, um, hundred friends in Paris who could show up, Think about how this can be a compelling event for uh, the event space and think non-traditionally. Maybe it's a boulangerie. Who knows? But maybe you could go speak at a l'école. Who knows? Anyway, I hope that helps. If you would like the show notes for this episode, just go to LegacyLaunchPadPub.com slash blog slash readings, and I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me this week on Launch Your Book with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to launchyourbookpod.com where you can get show notes and so much more. If you got anything out of this episode, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate a review. And don't forget, my company, Launchpad Publishing, is here to help you at any stage in your writing and publishing journey. Just go to launchpadpub.com for more and be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode.